Earbuds, Melbourne's podcast network, earbudsnetwork.com. Welcome to Fortnite Socialist Club, episode 19. Uh, I'm Andrew, and I'm here with Ben. Hello. Hey, friend. Uh, hi, calling in all the way from, am I reading this right, uh, the unit it starts. <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> I'm in the yep. unit it okay. starts of Amritcha. Uh It is yes. beautiful here. I'm in, First... uh, I believe, the town is called Dickinson, North, North Dakota. <laughs> Nice. Did you just laugh at Dickinson, Lucy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Grow up. I'm sorry. And returning, returning from uh, the damp shores of Europe, uh, we have with us Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Hello. I'm back from the country of Europe. Hmm. <laughs> Finally. Everyone's, everyone's favourite nation, Europe. Everyone's favourite tiny nation. How is yeah. Europe at the moment? What, um, what does it look like on the ground? It's... Uh, it's very European. There's a lot mm-hmm. of old shit there. <laughs> yep. It's pretty much it. It's pretty much Europe. It's all the same. All one homogenous country. Cool. How long are you there? <laughs> a month. <laughs> Fantastic. Month. <laughs> well, you had a month, which means that you've seen absolutely everything there is to see in Europe. Absolutely mm. everything. Which is cool. And I've had enough of it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Now, I was just talking to Lucy before we started recording about, um, I wanted to ask uh, what her kind of, um, like, uh, ca- casual racism comparisons were between, like, Europe and Australia. Mm. Uh, and and apparently it was more it was more sexist Italians that were the problem. Mm. They weren't sexy sexist Italians. so much as just, uh, they were sexy Italians, so it's like, I didn't really <laughs> mind that they were just <laughs> disgustingly hitting on me. But I mean, also, when I first arrived in Berlin, there was like an alt-right rally in oh, Germany. Cool. I was mm. like, oh yeah, in Germany, this is this is great. This is really the Going great, well. right place to have it. So yeah, well, it's pretty be... racist over there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What, what about you, Ben? Have you had any, any fun instances? Well, you did go to an alt-right rally. You did organise an I did not organise one. I listened to episode 18. <laughs> Thank you very much for saying that. <laughs> uh, a lot of extreme amounts of casual racism about Mexicans all the time, in like, <laughs> especially in parts of the country that don't have any. It's kind of weird. Ah, uh, yes. Um, well, that's, a, that's, that's kind of a standard part of um, casual racism, though, isn't it? That, like, the less interaction... Or, like, just casual bigotry in general is that people tend to be, like, more vocal and worried about the kinds of people they never actually have any interaction with. Mm. Yeah, true. They can't put a face to it, so they're willing to say a mm. bunch of dumb shit about them. Oh, it's like all the people who live in, like, Bendigo who are worried about living under Sharia law, you know? <laughs> yeah. It could happen. It could yeah. happen at any moment. Someone's got to flick the switch and then a bunch of flags will unfurl from the front of every government building with a crescent moon. Bendigo. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You don't, go to, you don't go to one council meeting and you miss a vote. Suddenly. Sharia yeah. law. Suddenly all of Bendigo under Sharia law. Uh, so what we, what we had for you today is um, we thought we might uh, pull a dusty old segment out of the closet. And uh, do a, do a bunter book club. Yay! I'll give you a little reading of uh, of an article by everybody's favourite conservative commentator, font of wisdom, uh, Caleb Bond. Twelve years old and full of beautiful big ideas and long words. <laughs> Precocious baby Caleb Bond. Uh, very very smart guy. Everything he says, uh, I'm Genius. smarter for having heard it. Genius. It's incredible that he's. Tidy adolescent legs can hold his brain atop of his shoulders. I played Lucy a clip of his voice before the show, and she literally did not believe me that that's what he sounds like. He sounds like it's a fifty-year-old man. I could not believe it. It's it's a screech. He talks with a a screech. Well, I was trying to I was trying to put my finger on it. Can I? Should I play us a little a little clip of um? Caleb's views on same-sex marriage. Oh, please. I wish that you Sounds would. Fantastic. Yes. Well, here's, here's what Caleb sounds like. 
Well, no, uh, I actually voted yes, um, because I, I believe, I take sort of the Tim Wilson point of view in terms of a conservative case for same-sex marriage, uh, in that I believe marriage should be strengthened, and if you have a group of people who are saying, look, uh, please let us in, we like this institution so much, we want to be a part of it, particularly at a time where we see a lot of straight people not getting married, I'm quite comfortable with but that. what Probably I meant was... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's weird as shit. How it's, does he um, have that voice at 12 years old? I don't understand. Well, the very obvious answer is that that he's doing it on purpose. It's an affectation. It mm. I like to think that it's like, uh, you know, in Akira, how all the young psychic children are like hyper aged to like. A yeah, yeah. Years they old. Sound, sound like old mm. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing has happened to him. The burden of his incredible brain has leached <laughs> all of the youth wisdom. out of his body. <laughs> Well, look, that that makes sense. Um, I yeah, I was trying to kind of put my finger on it, and I think that uh, the the answer, what it can be described as, is like John, teenage John Howard with a head cold. Um, yes, is is kind of the vibe. Mm. The, he has like lot, even the 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 same like um the same uh, little pauses of ah uh, like that. Even just that hearing that noise. makes me so aggravated. You can see him doing that little wet lip smacking thing. Fucking... Is it wrong to want to karate chop an eighteen year old so that his glasses break? No. Well, if you, maybe if you karate chop him in the center and the glasses break down the middle, but he's unharmed but frightened. You know? Oh, that would be good if I stopped just short. Yeah. All the force expended yeah, on like, the glasses. Um, yeah, just like a. Uh, Karate Kid Part 3, where Mr. Miyagi uh, threatens to karate chop a guy, but uh, then he doesn't. He honks his nose and he says, honk, honk. Oh, Mr. Miyagi, one of the greats. Classic. Is that Pat Morita? Classic stuff. It was Pat Morita. Oh, um, he's wonderful. Who just, just for, for your trivia out there, folks, uh, I'm pretty sure he was born and raised in the United States in like San Francisco. Uh, so he's putting on that extremely, <laughs> extremely Asian accent through that entire series of films. But is it racist? It's not for us to say. Actually, yeah, it's probably racist right. to force him to do it. <laughs> but then is it racist to say that I'm denying him agency by assuming that he was forced to do it? Let's not wade into that. I'm, I'm just imagining the 80s film producer going, look, Pat, no one's going to believe you're Asian unless... <laughs> oh, so... Uh, I, I read this article of Caleb's that came out a couple of weeks ago um, with some bemusement. Uh, it's one of those classic opinion pieces where somebody writes uh, a piece that they think is making statements about like, you know, broad sections of the populace or, or big general movements. But what they're actually doing is telling you a bunch of very specific things about their own life. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I figured I've, I've, I've picked all the choice passages out of this and I figured I might read it to you um, uh, and just to aggravate Ben further, I will try to do it in Caleb's voice. I just want to retain the power of veto here that if this infuriates me too much, I will make you stop. <laughs> You'll try and cut it off? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I will, um, I will well, call your a, wife it's a and tell her so you... to smash your modem. <laughs> it's a... Um... Look, it's a democracy, so you're going to have to win Lucy over uh, to your way of thinking. I feel like mm. that's not going to be too hard, but <laughs> give it a go. All right. Lay it yeah, on. Um, although something, we, something else we've discussed is that I, I really want Lucy to continue doing her Pauline Hanson impression. <laughs> because we got, we got like four seconds of it on a previous episode, and I loved it so fucking much. Um, you got the high, wavery, unsure... Old boomer bogan voice. Just the, the fate scent oh, of right. tears in her voice at all times. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> uh, so this piece is titled uh, Teens Aren't Out of Control. They're Boring. Uh, by dipshit teenager Caleb Bond. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of proclamations about teenagers coming up, which I think uh, are more an act of powerful projection. Uh, it seems us young'uns are in a spot of bother. We're lagging. Say this to a teenager and they'll think you mean their video game is running too slowly. I just want to fucking kill him. I just okay. want to straight up murder him with a gun. <laughs> oh, I love that it's like what a 60-year-old would say about a video game. Yeah, he has no idea 
I like that he's trying to wink at the camera to distance himself from teens as well. It seems us mm. youngins is in jokingly referring to himself as a young and absolves him of being 18. It doesn't. You're well, still he, a teen. Well, he constantly, yeah, he constantly switches like um, uh, the voice that he's speaking in the sense that he says, say this to a teenager and they will think you mean their video game is running too slow. Mm. He follows this up with, but we are, in fact, getting slower to mature. So suddenly he is a part of the teens. Uh, this switches back and forth throughout the piece, depending on uh, how he wants you to think about teenagers at the time. Uh, so to continue. A US study released last week found today's teenagers are less likely to do things one might associate with coming of age. They're less likely to drink alcohol, drive cars, uh, date, <laughs> uh, go out without their parents, and they're staying at home longer. He lives at home. Now... It's yes. very crucial uh, to point this out. He lives at home with his parents. Now, now Caleb admits this himself. Now, some might conclude this is a sign that teens have grown more responsible. Young people haven't grown more responsible. They've become more boring. Full disclosure, I'm 18 and I still live at home. I figure my parents were stupid enough to create me, so I may as well sponge off them for a few more years yet. Now, he's immediately torpedoed the entire piece uh, on the fourth paragraph uh, by criticizing teenagers for living at home when they are able to move out, uh, for sponging off their parents, uh, and for continuing to live at home when they don't actually need to. Uh, so he is of legal age to move out. Uh, he has a job. He writes in the newspapers, he appears on TV shows, all that sort of thing, and yet he is still telegraphing his intention to continue living with them for several more years at least. Great job, Caleb. Oh, God, I hate him. I hate him so much. I want to, I want to physically injure the teen. <laughs> A powerful wedgie. <laughs> A powerful wedgie. Caleb says... Uh, but I have a stringent saving plan so I can move out and buy a home as soon as possible. So that, Many that young sentence people... in particular pisses me the fuck off. He's like, because he's trying to pretend like he's still living at home because he's, you know, oh, you know, I need to blah, 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 blah. I fucking moved out when I was 17 with a thousand bucks. I had saved up a thousand dollars and I had a car and I drove 400 kilometers south and then I started renting in a place. Like... You can't just skip renting. Oh, I mean, he probably will because he's going to be like Daisy Cousins and live at home until he's like 30. But like... Oh, he will. You don't need to be like well, he... stuck at home for a couple of years before you can move out because of your stringent saving plan. My saving plan wasn't stringent. I turned out fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. I have fine. no problems. I'm broke as shit. But I have no he's... problems. He's also kind of missed the, the kind of gap here between I'm 18 and I'll stay at home for a few more years. Uh, a few more, meaning like several at most. But he's going to save up so that he can move out and buy a house. Uh, saving up to buy a house by yourself does not take like two years. That's no. also the There's most boring a, shit ever. He's just It is the most boring shit ever. And it's, also, it's the reason that all these people do live with their fucking parents until they're 30 now. Because mm -hmm. they're trying to move straight from living at home to, like, buying a house. Um, home is cheap and there's food. It's fine. Oh, How I bet he's going to say it's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> How boring. Don't you want to get out and see the world? Don't you want to disappear somewhere in your car for no reason other than you can? Don't you want to go out with your mates and drink while you can still avoid hangovers? The short answer is they don't. So, Caleb thinks teenagers don't drink? That seems Caleb has baseless. never done any of these things. He has never done these things. I'm sure he had a shandy on his 18th birthday, like he posted <laughs> on his Twitter. <laughs> well, this, this is what gets me, is that it, like, it's, it's all just projection. He's like, they're less likely to date or go out without their uh, parents. It was like they're that American conservative longer. that wrote that article about how like friendship is fake. <laughs> it's just, oh, you don't have any friends. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's all the all the system. And now now the following bit certainly uh, says that to me as well. Uh, young people have lost ambition and a sense of wanting to have fun, and you can place the blame almost squarely at the feet of technology. It sapped the excitement out of youth's lives. Now, apart from being a classic, um, you know, a classic 
speaking example of like the editorial cartoon where everybody's just looking at their phones and they're all zombies all that kind of shit uh he what follows us up with what a, if we're slaves to iphones did you think about that whoa have you guys exactly. even seen black mirror jesus <laughs> i have there's no need <laughs> there's no need to catch up with your friends anymore because you can just flick them a message you don't need to hop on a plane to see what the UK looks like. You can just search it on Google. What the fuck? Fuck <laughs> me. I can't do this. I was I thinking about going to Jamaica for holiday. Wait. No, I'm going to Google the word Google Jamaica. Look at the first two or three pages of Google results. Close my laptop and go to bed. I got bad news for both of you guys because you've just wasted a fucking ton of money going overseas like morons. I could have just I fucking Googled I- it. I should have Googled what does America look like and saved myself all this yeah. money. I I have no doubt, Ben, that um that like those pictures you've been posting of like uh, you know, majestic snow capped mountain ranges in Colorado and stuff like that. Uh, I think the joke's on you because me, having looked at those photos via the internet, I've had the same experience that you had, but you had to pay for it. You've been to Colorado. Yeah. Fuck. I, I just searched it on Google. <laughs> my stuff came up I'm very prominent in the taking photos of Colorado industry <laughs> <laughs> now um, now, get ready for the most black mirror um, uh, big brain meme uh, sentence of all we've become so obsessed with technology and the internet uh, we feel more connected than ever yet we're less connected than we've ever been Ooh. Okay. Wow. that's fucked First of I'm all, starting to think Caleb had a bit of a joint at some point. <laughs> Five million people have written that exact sentence with that exact punctuation before and felt very smug about it. And he's yeah. yes. 18. For him, like, less connected than we've ever been, his frame of reference extends back, like, three years. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck does he know? God, I hate high speed, high speed internet on for his whole fucking life. He doesn't have another frame of reference. Well, bloody uh, as high speed as it gets in Australia. <laughs> am I right? Quality of the internet oh, here. Am I right? Not good. It's, uh, it's now, bad. Now, it's worth noting at this point that um, there is a photo placed in the center of this, of this uh, piece. It is a screenshot of the television show The Young Ones. Ooh. Uh, with a caption that says... The days of living in a grubby student share house a la the young ones are over. These days, kids just don't leave home. Did you guys know that no one lives in share houses? Really? There's no share houses yeah. anymore. I'm, I'm truly yep. shocked. Truly shocked. Well, I mean, yep. Didn't he just say that he's waiting so that he can buy a house to leave home? Yes. So he's not going to rent I think he house? thinks that he can just buy a house. He's going to travel and buy a house and that that's going to work for him, apparently. And like... So he has a job, right? I'm putting this in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> but he, he writes like one column a week or whatever. Like it can't be mm. a full-time job. No. All right. Let me let me hit you with this following uh, passage because I feel like this is going to really sketch out the details of what you guys are thinking about right this second. Uh, nobody wants to be an adult anymore. It's too much of a burden. I personally can't understand it. I want to spend as little time with my parents as possible. I want, when my savings permit, to visit places like the UK and the US. Maybe I'll work interstate for a while. Oh. These are all natural feelings for a teenager to have. Oh my Rebellion God. and freedom are supposed to be in our blood. Rebellion? Now, so, I'm getting riled re- up. Yeah. I, I can't I'm do this. furious. Which is getting steamed. <laughs> okay, so... So... So, like, like we said, he's he's eighteen. Uh, he thinks he's going to live with his parents for a few more years, but that he will also have magically saved a deposit for for buying a home by himself in that time. Yet, also, he thinks that once he has saved up enough money, he can go to places like the UK and the US, Exotic as though places. doing those things. Well, as though doing those things will not immediately drain that savings account. Mm-hmm. That he was mm. that he was using to save up for a fucking house. How much does he think it costs to like just fuck off to the UK and the US for a while? Like, I, I hate this nerd. I hate this nerd and his stupid plans. And I'm going to visit such exotic places as the UK and the US. 
Fuck. Okay, well, I mean, don't make fun of that too much because that's literally <laughs> yeah, what right, you and I fair. have just done. And it's actually <laughs> badass yeah, and true. extremely cool. So. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah, so, so like Caleb lives at home. He doesn't travel. He has a bullshit job. And so far, he does everything that he has criticized teens for doing. Okay, but Yet I somehow, think somehow what you're failing to take into account, uh, you know, rebellion-wise, is his extensive fountain pen collection. <laughs> That's true. Um, he's got a lot of pocket squares. Take that, other teens. Oh, God, everything about him is just like, you know, the, the Simpsons thing with the bullies and how they can, like, smell nerd sweat and it brings out, like, the bully instinct. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, designed in a lab to be... The most bullyable person alive. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, like it's 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 so silly. Well, rebellion is meant to be in a teen's blood, and that is why Caleb um, is committing the ultimate rebellion. Because, as we all know, uh, conservatism is the new punk. It is. This is what I've heard, and I'm very triggered by yeah. it. That's I've heard it from it some very authoritative voices. Hmm. Mm. Uh, now, it it takes a turn. It gets a lot dumber. It gets a lot dumber. Uh, ready? It can't. Everything, <laughs> everything we are told is now more dangerous than it was forty years ago. Nah, except it isn't. Take Ooh. driving, for instance. It's safer than it has ever been before. Cars are full of airbags. They have every safety warning and feature imaginable. Speed limits keep going down when in reality they should be going up. Oh, my God. South Australia has kept a record of road deaths since 1950. Since then, our population has more than doubled, and yet we recorded our lowest road toll in history last year. Now, it's almost like all these things he's talking about are the reasons the road toll has gone down. Yeah, I feel like he might have gotten cause and effect a little bit fucked up here. Mm. Uh, Mm. Oh my god, this is so fucking stupid. uh, Cars are safer, and yet less people die in cars. What the hell? He says, says, and we also subject um, teens to, like, the strictest conditions for driving imaginable. So he says, uh, yeah, like... These days we have safer cars, we have airbags, uh, speed limits are lower, and we place much greater restrictions on young people driving. Also, as he has raised previously, many, like, way less teens drive now than previously, and our road toll is much lower. Yet he's not connecting any of those things to the outcome of the lower road toll. I'm pretty and sure he that says, Queensland's looking at increasing speed limits in some places as well. Like, I don't even know if that thing about speed limits going down is true. Uh, it's, that's Queensland, though. Come on. Wow. It's a little okay. different. Well, things are a little different up there. So, so we cannot put these things together. He also says, And we can't let kids play unattended at the local park lest they be snatched. Yet... Abduction rates in Australia have declined since 1999. Oh, my God. It's almost like when people stopped constantly leaving their small children unattended in public places, there were less chances for people to snatch them. What I love about this is that all all of these takes that he's just um, dumped steaming onto our chests uh, are the... They're they're all the intellectual equivalent of the anti-vaccination... Uh, logic, which is like, well, no one has polio or measles anymore, so why do we have to be vaccinated against it? Like, it's, it's, I, it's dumb. I don't it's dumb as understand hell. who the who the fuck writes that down, reads it back, and goes, "Yep, gotcha, gotcha." Truly a genius. I cannot believe he's getting paid to write this. Oh, the boy wonder, super genius. <sighs> Caleb says uh, he finishes by saying. We have to let our children, perhaps even our adults, go. The world has become more boring and with it, it's young people. Sadly, we're depriving them of the best time of their lives. Says the most boring fucking (laughs) dude on the planet. I feel like he's projecting. He's trying to make this world where teens are boring so that he can deal with his own fucking boring reality. Yeah, 
Like all all through the thing, he's just like, it's the fault of parents for being wowzers and like sugarcoating shit for their children and wrapping them in bubble wrap and all this sort of shit. Although, as Ben said, if you're a 17 or an 18 year old, you can just bail the fuck out if you don't like your parents. You can just mm-hmm. leave. It's if actually you think super your life easy. is boring. <laughs> no, turns out if you're an 18 year old and you want to leave, no one can. No one can actually stop you. No one can stop you. Uh, it's almost like um, he is insulated in this little world of conservative bullshit. And has and no has idea made, about the real world. Yeah, and has also made a bunch of conscious decisions to do things like stay at home, saving money to buy a house, instead of going out and doing all these things that he's saying kids are supposed to be doing, but he is not. Oh, uh, incredible piece. Incredibly dumb projection all incredible. the way through. Shout out to Caleb for that genius shout out Caleb take absolute genius piece um and one other thing that I I feel like we kind of forgot to ever mention on the show um or or it never came up um was that there was also a a really really great little instance of Caleb getting absolutely fucking bodied on Twitter uh when he was like oh well if it's North Korea's nukes versus America's (laughs) nukes I'm betting on America to win Uh, bombs away uh, and he got he got ratioed like like he got no ratioed like I've never seen before. It was incredible. Yep. yep, it was just thousands of people replying to him to say, "Hey, shut the fuck up! Why <laughs> would anyone want anyone to get nuked? Go join the military if you love that shit. You're 18. You're allowed." I think he uh, should join he... the military. I think he should go join the army and fucking get. He should join the army, see the world, get some experiences that teens used to get when they weren't snowflakes. Yeah, murdered. Yeah, dying of dysentery in a a ditch somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, go do that. He also wrote a piece about how he wasn't mad that he had been uh, bodied like that, which was great. Mm. He wrote a whole piece about how um. Is my tweet really the real problem that we need to worry about in the world? And people are like, no, but we can shit on you and care about other stuff at the same time. Oh, just, just staggering. Just, just staggering incredible. stuff. I'm excited for him to continue to be employed up until the point that um, he just becomes a really grotesque looking adult and most of his acne fades. And then people can't remember why they were hiring him because he's not like a precocious teenage conservative anymore. I'm excited for, I mean, this is a, this is something that I will never actually get to see the fruition of. I just know that it will happen. He will never talk about it. He will never write about it. He will never admit it. But in like five or six years time, he is going to look back on things that he is writing now as an 18 year old and feel an unbelievably deep well of shame and embarrassment (laughs) at the dumb shit that they published of his. Can you imagine? I almost oh. feel bad for him. Like, almost. if I fucking think of the opinions that I had when I was 18, my complete inability to string a sentence together or a logical chain of thoughts, <laughs> if someone put that out in the public eye, it's so fucking irresponsible. It's insane. Like, mm. that you're just goading someone's fucked up, stupid hubris. It's It's unethical. Well, I, I feel like we were talking at some point in the past. Um, I mean, it's it's like someone putting all of Lucy's scene photos out on the <laughs> internet in one go. You know? Which are her photos um, from now. Do. <laughs> photos from like six months uh, ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel like we were talking a little while ago um, about how like a lot of young men, um, you know, at the, in their sort of, I'm going to say, Late teens to early twenties, uh, particularly like young young white guys, um, I can I can definitely say this for myself. Uh, will have that experience where you like uh, you watch like Bill Hicks for the first time, and you know you suddenly get some fucking strong experiences about the establishment and the man and everybody being a bunch of brainwashed sheeple. It's just a ride, that, like, man. Yeah, you think well, and and you think that like libertarianism is a good idea because you're like, oh, I just want to mind my business and be left alone. So why should anyone be involved in anything? Everyone should be free to make whatever racist jokes they want because it's just words, all that kind of shit. And then you uh, like live your life a little bit more, 
and you get a little bit of a taste of what actually living in the real fucking world is like and you go oh that's right because people people should actually try and make some kind of effort to get along and not live in a horrifying hellscape uh but but that even that shit is for like like left-wing people you know have those sorts of moments of of like Oh, I believed this shit for a while there, and that was fucking embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine you had been like a, a young conservative columnist. Oh God. Oh for God. For years. That's a nightmare. I would have been an edge lord. Mm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. Yeah. Well, there. But for the grace of God, go all of us uh, not being teenagers during a time when you might accidentally become radicalized to be a. Kekistani because mm-hmm. you're just in it you're in it for the lulls you know yeah, I think exactly. the only reason that yeah. I managed to escape turning into Caleb Bond is that despite holding opinions pretty similar to his I was too busy like listening to KMFDM and watching YouTube videos about Area 51 <laughs> to write about my <laughs> political opinions oh man uh, which it's I've just, been to it's... now by the way just uh, want to put that out there oh, been, to, been to Area 51 well, I've been to the gates. I went up to the gates of Area 51. I yeah. didn't, you know, they shoot you if you try to go inside, so. Mm. Well, it's just next to Area 52, isn't it? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to me. <laughs> so, so you, you think it's the, it's the real Area 51? Well, I don't think there are aliens in it. It is an Air Force base that was designated Area 51. You sure it's not just like some some fake gates that they've put up and put Area Fifty One on it? So oh, like just a, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I'm sure, it's not like a, a, a like a false flag Area Fifty One base, you know? Well, I mean, if it is, they went to a lot of effort. It was fucking scary. It was like really weird. Uh, like I drove down a dirt road for probably like forty minutes to get there, and then when you get to the end of the dirt road, there's just like the signs. And then this weird, like, armoured <laughs> rotating camera thing. And then there's some guys in a ute. Very good. Sitting up on a hill, staring directly at you, like, wearing <laughs> military gear, holding fucking guns. And I'm just like... Oh, uh, they're just um, they're just militia guys. They're it's just... probably what they were. They were three percenters. <laughs> uh, it was really weird. And, like, there's a whole bunch of signs on it being like, do not take photos of anything here. And I was like... Because I basically drove down there to get a picture of the gates of Area 51. So I was, like, holding my phone in a weird way, trying to weigh up whether I could, like, surreptitiously take a photo. And then I got too scared and then I just turned around and drove back. Well, the signs worked. The signs did work. That might have still been a fake, though. You, what, you pay two people to, like, nap in a car. You put up some some razor wire. And then, you know, could, across could the other side dummies. of the country. Oh, they might well have been. I didn't see them move. <laughs> Fuck. You outsmarted them. I was not smart enough. I didn't see through their roofs. <laughs> They're crafty. You gotta be crafty if you're trying to um throw all the all the old UFO hunters off the trail. Mm. Ooh, that reminds me. So um so a bonus episode that came out uh last week is um well it'll be last week when people are listening to this. Whatever. Who knows how time works? Uh a bonus episode was that Theo and I did a, a commentary track for the Wayans brothers film uh, Little Man. Uh, it's a horrifying uh, journey, uh, but you can you can put that along on a speaker. You know, listen listen along to us trying to understand what the hell is happening as you watch a movie. And um, if if people dig it, and some people have already uh, watched the whole thing, and let us know. But if people dig it, you know, we'll keep doing a few more movies. I know that at the very least, uh, I'm going to make Lucy do a commentary track for White Chicks with me. Oh please, please yes. sounds fantastic. Hell yes. Uh, and there was another movie that I saw. I'm p- I'm picking things that are like on uh, Netflix so that people can can pretty easily get a hold of them. Um, and there was another movie that I saw on there, a documentary called um, Australian. Oh, I've watched with that. With an E. Australian it's, Skies. It's real weird. It's real low budget, real Australian. It's uh, yep. So can you and me do that, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure it's um, it opens at like it's a really shitty Queensland train station where they like meet their first UFO expert. Like, I'm pretty sure it's quite close to Brisbane <laughs> as well. It's it was like Ipswich or something. It was fucking. It's, uh, yeah, it's some quality Australian content. 
Yeah, so my my understanding of it is that it is um a guy, a guy who is a uh, kooky UFO expert dude, and he talks to a whole bunch of um Australians who claim to have sighted UFOs uh, about their experiences, and I I'm really interested in seeing like what a what the kind of differences between an Australian um, UFO kook and an American one are, you know. Mm. I would like to. I would like to take in some of that. Uh, so, uh, I think at the very least we will do commentary tracks for those two films until people start saying um, we do not care for this and we're not listening to them. We're not slaves uh, to uh, these people. That's true. Yeah. If we want to yeah. make content that we- no one listens to, <laughs> let's do it. That's our right. We are the content creators. We'll do it. Uh, so, moving on. There is something else that um, I wanted to have a bit of a chat about, and we won't do the whole uh, reading series thing with it because it's it's very long, and more than anything else, it's it's fucking mortifying. Uh, it's an article that came out a couple of weeks ago in Quadrant magazine, uh, written by a huge piece of shit called Jeffrey Luck. Uh, I know that a bunch of people saw it when it came out, and I also know that it's something that uh, it's it's genuinely really hate-filled and horrible and incredibly hurtful, um, you know, particularly to queer people based on the content. I mean, personally, I found it shocking and disgusting and it's not even about me. So I can't imagine what it'd be like to have um, your own sexuality discussed in this fashion in an actual publication in Australia in 2017. So, you know, if if you uh, are listening to this and you think that it's going to be uh, really, really gross and upsetting for you to listen to, please feel free to not listen to it. Um, so, yeah, we're not going to do the whole thing, but uh, I just kind of wanted to pick through some bits and pieces of it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if either of you have read this. Lucy, you said you haven't read it? I have not read this. Mm. I... Uh... I skim read it when I was insanely high the other night uh, because I, oh. was, I had eaten a bunch of edibles and I was waiting until they kicked in a bit more to put a movie on. So I was looking at Twitter and then someone had linked to this and I started reading it. It was too high to understand it. Uh, so a short version of what I just said is no. Kind of. I kind of read it. I saw some words. My eyes were pointed at a thing with these words on it. They were definitely looking at a screen uh, as my face made. Various shapes. Mm. So, um, yeah, look, like on, on one hand, as we've said about some stuff in the past, I, I think that to a certain extent, when you uh, repeat or talk about this kind of absolute shit, you are, you know, giving, giving voice to it and all that sort of stuff. But I also think that this is an important thing to talk about in the context that it's a, it's a really pure illustration of exactly what people said uh, this postal survey was going to bring out. Um, exactly what people said that, that this this sort of stuff was going to dredge up. Um, which is that, you know, this stuff has all stopped being any kind of uh, debate, in, in quotes, uh, about same-sex marriage. And it's not a yes or no question about whether or not people think that, you know, same-sex marriage should be legalized. It's very quickly turned into um, just just an avenue for people to come out and express their most deep-seated, um, hate-filled bigotry about mm. people that are different to them. Uh, people have been given license to do it. We've already seen a lot of really uh, public gross examples of stuff. Like um, there's been you know a lot of reports of people being uh, harassed and you know, having all sorts of horrible shit said to them. There's a lot of, like, defacing of posters and all that sort of stuff. Uh, You only need to look at the comments on any kind of uh, conservative um, article about any of this stuff to see some really hideous shit. Where this stood out for me is that this is an article that somebody wrote, somebody else edited, and somebody else approved the publication of in what is supposed to be, like, a you know, the Journal of Conservative Thought in Australia. In 2017. Uh, so yeah, we'll just we'll just pick through a bit of this. Just I to think give it's you also of, like, uh, worth pointing out that Quadrant is the magazine that uh, so delightfully uh, published what was essentially a bomb threat on the ABC. Oh yeah. Uh, hmm. In yeah. when was that? 
Uh, so this was immediately after the Manchester bombing. They had a line oh, yeah, in an article yeah. from uh, their online editor, Roger Franklin, that had the uh, paragraph, had there been a shred of justice, that blast would have detonated in an Ultimo TV studio, which is where the nice. ABC headquarters are. Uh, unlike those young girls in Manchester, their lives snuffed out before they could, their lives snuffed out before they could begin. None of the panel's likely casualties would have represented the slightest reduction in humanity's intelligence, decency, empathy, or honesty. Mm. Bit of a cunt, that guy. Because we all know, yeah, we all know that you can't just wish that an act of terrorism didn't happen. You have to pick another audience that you would have preferred that it happened to. Mm, absolutely. That's a normal reaction. Yeah. It's a very normal reaction. Uh, so, Jeffrey Luck has written this uh, awful screed titled... Sodom and tomorrow. Huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that doesn't yes. even really so rhyme. Um, like, tomorrow does not rhyme with Gomorrah. Like well, no. It's um, a terrible But headline. you figured out what it was meant to be, didn't you? Yeah, yeah but that was on, like, the 10th reading of it. Hmm. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, the, the subhead to this is don't be misled by those determined to see the word marriage redefined as if it all starts and stops at sponge sugar same-sex couples atop wedding cakes. This is a totalitarian movement champing at the bit for a yes victory. After that, the real remaking of society can begin. <sighs> he, to, to, really, to really subtly... Um, showcase his views for an image for this article they have chosen the, the notorious uh bill leak cartoon depicting uh gay people as as the ss ah yes i don't uh, want to uh, i don't want to brag here but uh i'm in uh i'm quoted in bill leak's wikipedia page condemning that <laughs> cartoon Fantastic. nice yeah they call me a comedian Ha! <laughs> oh, very flattering. Very flattering. Mm. Uh, yeah, and and of course, it's worth, as always, noting that Bill Leak is dead, and I'm glad about it. I'm glad he's not making cartoons. If it had I'm happened by not alive. both of his hands being broken, or by some <laughs> other method, you know that whatever. I just I'm glad that I never have to see another Bill Leak cartoon. Uh, I never have to see a new one. Well, look, as I said on this very show, when he passed away, uh, he's falling off heaven's balcony. Now. <laughs> Every time. So, yep. Um, so, you know, he opens, this guy opens his piece by saying, no one else volunteered, so let me be the one to bell the cat. The LGBTQIA people are not normal. Wow. So why should the vast why should the vast bulk of the population be coerced into overturning the long accepted idea of marriage to placate them? So, in his first, in his little subheading, he refers to the movement as being totalitarian. But then in the second yep. paragraph, he dismisses them as being a fractional minority. Yes. I, uh, I'm not, I don't really, I don't see the through line there. How are they, if they... Well, a bit further in the article, he breaks down, like, the, the population stats of saying, like, you know, trying to figure out how many people are actually in uh, same-sex relationships and he says oh it's actually a really really small percentage of the population so how come there's this massive social movement in support of it it doesn't make any sense as mm. though anybody who is straight could not possibly fathom the idea of of supporting equality for other people like he actually cannot process that idea he thinks it's some massive like um uh socio-political like brainwashing thing that's taken place where people all think that they are obliged to support that movement. They all think that they have to do it. Otherwise this stuff's going to happen as opposed to people just thinking, Hey, I think that, uh, all, all the people in my society should have the same rights as me, regardless of their sexuality. Um, but apparently that's, that is not a thing that he can, he can process. Well, in his defense, so, I mean, empathy is a very, very hard thing to understand if you don't have it. <laughs> mm. Yes. Well, well, I guess so. Um, so, you know, he, he opens the piece with what, what you know is always going to be a really, really great solid grounds for something, which is to start, start quoting the dictionary definitions of stuff. So he starts banging out the dictionary definitions of like, um, the word normal, uh, so wow. that he can, so that he can wind up coming down to things like That's average, common, paragraphs. commonplace, regular, routine, standard. 
And in a special subcategory, balanced, healthy, rational, uh, rational, reasonable, sane, stable, well-adjusted, free from mental or emotional disorder. The very obvious implication there. Uh, he says, quote, the word that stands out in that list is, of course, natural, because LGBTQIA people are not only not normal, they are not natural. Wow. No, it's fucking full on. It's Ooh. really full on. Nobody can argue that except for the few tragic accidents. We all start out in life as one sex or the other, little boys or little girls, male or female, Ooh. natural. I, I, hang on, Mo. Uh, <laughs> is... Is the few tragic accidents there a reference to intersex people? Is that what? Uh, yep. Okay. Tragic accidents. Tragic accidents. Oof. I don't know if. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, like it. It. It's. It's way off the fucking deep end. He also says, "Quote: There can be no disputing that some, born as boys or girls, discover or develop unnatural impulses, abnormal characteristics that set them apart from the majority." Um, it's fucking insane. It's like full on, it's full on like old timey brain science stuff. Oh. It's, it's, it's a light, and, and this is, again, this is why I've brought it up not because I'm just so absolutely stunned that not only has some old piece of shit written this, but someone else has gone. Yep. Look, at fine. least, at least they're being honest with their views rather than the old, um, you know, it's just okay to say no. Well, you make an interesting point there because um, a friend of the show, Rick Morton, wrote a piece uh, a couple of weeks ago that he was, of course, um, you know, covered in abuse for mm. from this sort of crowd for saying, you know, I wonder why so many people who, who can't support same-sex marriage can't just admit that the reason, you know, that they can't is because they're, they're just disgusted. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really yeah, wonder like, about, like... like- Erica Betts, for example, I, I wrote about this in an article I did for Pedestrian, but if you look at his voting record, he heavily campaigned when he was first elected as a senator to keep homosexuality mm. criminalised in Tasmania. Wow. He, that, like, he, yes, he and, led that push. It's farcical. Oh, and he, he was he was one of those people who like, who'd likened it to bestiality and yeah. all that sort of mm. stuff, wasn't he? So you look at it now, yeah. how are you meant to treat the, the, this false pretense that it's for, you know, all these other bullshit reasons. Just be like, mate, you you wish that they got thrown in jail for it. We're not going to pretend now you that you're on doing record. it. Yeah, you know, like, it's so fucking stupid, but none of them will admit it. They will, like, reach so far to come up with these completely bullshit, insane reasons bullshit, where it's just fags are yuck. That's their, that's mm. their argument. Well, and here's where this guy differs, because he has um, pretty much explicitly written fags are yuck in this piece uh, allow me to read you another quote quotes the tolerance of the unnatural has gradually extended to those who cohabit with another of the same sex although for many it has meant swallowing hard demonstrative same-sex kissing so blatantly favored by abc producers to illustrate any story on the marriage debate is cringeworthy for many those who squirm at such scenes try not to imagine the amorous performances of same-sex couples. The great majority turn their faces away from these unnatural sexual practices in disdain, if not disgust. Oh. Yet the normalized Australian population is asked to accept these manifestations of love as supposedly equal to that of ordinary, standard, well-adjusted male-female attraction. Ooh. What the fuck? Again, it's it is incredible to me that that this magazine has published a piece which is again a man just explicitly saying, like he's he's gone back to just some straight up, uh, like like queer people are freaks. Mm-hmm. They're clearly you know yeah just just abnormal freaks that we're all being asked to accept and treat as though they're normal people when according to the Oxford English Dictionary, they are not. Because he's just a really incredible. He's a really normal guy who just sees people kissing and just starts imagining amorous lovemaking. Immediately. He Immediately. can't see two men do a tasteful peck on the ABC without imagining one of them getting just rammed, <laughs> fucking destroyed. Yeah. God, they're obsessed yep, with the gay a... sex. They're obsessed with it in a really hey, unnatural too. way. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> 
Well, like it's it's like uh, as I have seen um, many gay people comment about Lyle Shelton over the years. Man, that dude thinks about gay people having sex way more than gay people do. It's true. Um. Yeah. It's uh, so. Yeah. Whole thing is quite incredible to me. Um. It just goes on and on. He does. He does say, as I was, as I was. Um, uh, alluding to a second ago, he he starts to break down the figures of like the the previous census results. Um, 2011 uh, census figures show same-sex couples made up of both de facto and declared husband and wife show a total of 33,714 couples. This rese- this represents only 0.37% of the 9 million couples in the country. Such a proportion immediately raises the question of how such a tiny minority could have produced such a powerful campaign for change. It's almost like not everybody is a huge bigoted shithead. Yeah, it's also like fucking insane to uh, uh, an insane way to do statistical analysis of how many same sex couples there are as well because you like you look at you know so 9,148,000 couples married couples in Australia right these this is ranging from people who've just gotten married to people that got married in like the fucking 40s mm. you know these are people that got married in the context where being in a same-sex couple just wasn't even an option, you know? Like, mm. of course there's going to be less now. People are still, like, in the closet. People are, you know, like, it's not that far accepted. Like, it's the same thing when they report on the stats of, like, how many people say that they're gay or, you know, whatever. I bet you in, like, 20 years' time when they get, like, polling on how many people are queer and how many people aren't, it's going to be, like, 50-50. And they will all get to bully all the straight people and it's going to be great. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Finally. Well, it, well, he even makes reference um, within this piece to um, a new political obstacle to the holy grail of same-sex marriage had to be overcome when increasing numbers of divorcees like Christine Forster, um, Tony Abbott's sister, took their children into lesbian relationships or created same-sex families by adoption or IVF like Penny Wong. So he's even talking about people, um, yeah, from like right now, who are leaving what would have been thought of as guys like this as a as just a normal hetero marriage and going actually I've been gay this whole time and now I'm going to do what I what I actually want to do and would make me happy um but yeah like that so that's not even like a thing that's that's like just started happening or is just about to stop happening or anything oh, so anyway oh my goodness he closes his okay. he closes his big dumb piece of shit article by saying, beware, Australia. Very normal stuff. Mm. Beware, Australia. This is a totalitarian movement on the march. But as to the so-called tides of history argument, there is no such thing as inevitability. Not so long as there is free choice and free speech. Fucking free oh. speech. Um, Did, there I wish there was no free speech. That we, we kind of we went past that is just the fucking things these people complain about is absolutely amazing. Um, the Stonewall Inn riot in New York in 1969 when police raided a gay bar changed everything. It led to the formation of the Gay Liberation Front and the origins of the radical gay rights movement. Significant, significantly, the public appropri- appropriation of the old English word gay was part of the political campaign to normalise homosexual activities in the public mind. Then came colour. First, the purple of gay pride. Then, the annexation of the rainbow, the symbol of God's <laughs> promise to Noah. Annex- the fucking faggots uh, took purple, and they took oh. our rainbows. There's a, and they took the, there's a fucking and they amazing... they took the um, date of Carnival to do their gay Mardi Gras. Yeah, which everyone else otherwise would have been observing Lent. There's a, there's a really good a bit of Fry and Laurie sketch talking about how the homosexuals have taken the word gay, and then it's just them going through, like... A series of like how you can't say poof anymore, you can't say homosexual anymore, you can't blah blah blah. Like, yeah, it's it's quite good. Uh, YouTube search bit of Fry and Laurie gay, that'll get you there. There you go. Mm. Um, so look, I think we can um we can round out the show by saying, as we have said a number of times now, a a really huge uh fuck you to Malcolm Turnbull. Mm-hmm. For being so fucking weak, lily livered, if you will, 
uh, that that he's let this all happen because it's easier than actually trying to do something. Um, you know, it's easier than than trying to deal with his own big piece of shit party that he very clearly doesn't even want to lead. Um, imagine just being in a club and everybody in the club fucking hated you and you were the club's president. And you spent all day just trying to sort out uh, fights between people in the <laughs> club and but both sides of each of the fights just thought you were kind of shitty. And everyone outside the club also thought you were shitty. <laughs> Nobody likes you and you're going to die in 30 years lying on your bed remembering how you inflicted a nationwide campaign of hate on a vulnerable people because you were lagging in the yep. polls because you were poorly chosen as the leader of the party. Yep. Uh, everyone outside the clubhouse is just like, why the fuck is he in that club? <laughs> everybody, everybody hates him in that club. Um, yeah, like, just, just such a such a huge, stupid waste, a massive waste of money. It's it's turned out exactly how everybody predicted it would, which is that it has just opened the floodgates for people to do nothing but basically speculate on whether or not they think. Uh, queer people should even just be allowed not if they should be allowed to be married let's just cut off the to be married part of the sentence it's just been hey random dipshits are you okay with gay people existing um yeah it's been been a huge disappointment every day Mm. i can't wait for it to be over um either way that it works out uh they're still going to continue on disingenuously they'll probably refuse to actually enact the results if it's a yes uh, and if it's a no, they'll say, see, no more gay people. And then um, act like they don't have to do anything about it for the rest of the term or until Malcolm Turnbull is thrown out. Yep. Regardless of how this plans out, we know we're going to get it eventually. It just sucks that we have to go through yep. this process. And all we can do right now to make ourselves feel better about it is if you are even slightly gay in any fashion, please make out mm-hmm. with everyone that is the same gender as you in public, All the time. on camera, yes. as much as you can. As much as possible. Get handsy, pop shirts off, just fucking be as gay as you can possibly be every possible place that you can be gay. Remind them that you exist, that there's fucking millions of us, and that they really can't do anything because the tide of history is going to wash them out to sea where they will hopefully be eaten by whales like Noah from the Bible. Wait, not like Noah, the other one. Jonah, that one. <laughs> yeah. And let me say this, uh, as, a, as a straight person and an ally, uh, if I see you making out in public, I'm going to picture you fucking and I'm going to like it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Thank you for your Real service. Ally move. <laughs> oh, I'm going to picture you going to fucking town on each other. I'm going to close my eyes. A light smile is going to come over my face. If you see me, if you see me and I'm like leaning back in my chair, or like a beatific expression on my face, I look pleased. <laughs> You know what's going on. A Think light you guys smile. Fucking, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be like leering grotesquely. I'm not going to be drooling like a Tex Avery wolf and banging on the table. Just like a, a f- my tongue popping out and rolling back up like a blind. A faint whimsical grin, like a <laughs> like a man remembering yep. lost loves. Yeah, yeah. Except I'm thinking about you guys fucking plowing. You know. <laughs> So that's 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 just that's just part of how I'm going to play my part. Thank you for your allyship. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. So we're going to leave it there. It has been very nice uh, to be with you two again. Uh, Lucy is back now. Ben is back for good in another what three or four weeks? Yeah, about about three weeks. Yeah. All right. So we'll catch you when we can, and then uh, when you're back, we'll have everybody on their on their nice new microphones, uh, which I am on. I've posted one to Lucy. It has vanished into the ether. It Let's has hope vanished. It turns up. I believe so. Otherwise, Theo it's has mine. Be yeah, and he's probably put it up his he butthole. Does. Yes. Well, he he said he was going to record himself farting <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> well, close. I just know that it will yep. have been either inside or very near his butthole. Yep. Uh, your Bunta crime pass of the week is to Wedgie Caleb Bond if you see him out in the town. Mm, absolutely. Uh, tell him to tell him to spend his fucking savings on buying a convertible. Uh, and moving out of his parents' house. Mm. Tell, Tell him, he's, him a to, fucking, he's a nerd. He should drink yep. and drive and speed without his seatbelt on uh, <laughs> because all these safety measures we've got are going too bloody far. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, tell him, tell him, you know, he needs to take a good friend of the show, Nikki, uh, wine mom on Twitter. He needs to take her up on her invitation to, you know, come out for a couple of drinks. Uh, she'll get you a little tipsy. You know, she might show you a good time, Caleb. Have a drink, don't, Caleb. Don't, don't be a pussy. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't ghost Nikki on Twitter. Just take her up on the offer. Uh, we've already established that, that Daisy, uh, cousins is dating, um, a notorious racist. Mm. <laughs> so she's off the market. She's off the market, dressing up in a weird fucking goth corset shit. Fucking made outfit. 90s ass yep. fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer fucking bad guy bullshit. That's it. So uh, instead, you know, you got to take the invitations where you can get them, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So on that note, we will leave you folks. Fuck you, Malcolm Turnbull. And uh, we'll see you on the bonus episode. Check us out on Patreon if you would like to get any extra shit from us. Uh, which apparently will very soon include a commentary track for the beautiful film White Chicks. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.